Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, this is a quick little GDP minute. So I've been thinking I, I want to do more with these opening bits because I don't do a good job about documenting my hustle and documenting the come up. A lot of times you guys just see the stuff we push out and I don't really talk about the grind and how I put in the 18, 16 to 18 hours a day. So I'm going to do more with that because one day I'm going to be very, very successful. That's all I care about. I want to blow up in Boston. It's the truth. And it would be a travesty if I didn't document me grinding to get there. And so I'm going to try to do more. Um, that's just the truth. And I've, I have felt uncomfortable saying that for a long time. But I just feel like we're turning a corner right now, putting in work for the last two years. And so I just I want people to be able to look back or be able to use my come up as a tool if they're coming up, you know. Anyway, man, that's enough of that soft talk. We just ran an episode with Big Charles Rosa, Boston Strong. He is fighting at UFC 249 this upcoming Saturday. It's the first live sporting event in quarantine. And we ran an episode with Charles back in like October before UFC Boston. Great dude. It's going to be a sweet fight. He talks about the fight, his diet, how he didn't tell us how he blew his last winnings money. And uh, he's in the middle of his weight cut right now. So he's just chilling on his recliner the whole time. Anyway, great dude. For all the UFC fans out there, tune in this Saturday. He's fighting Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell. It's a really good um, marketing ploy, marketing tactic on the UFC's part. Nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoy and uh, just share the podcast with a friend. If you enjoy it, give us a subscribe, man. Maybe even like it. Maybe even leave a comment and review if you like it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, thank you so much and uh, enjoy. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Hi, this is Charles Rosa. This is my platinum hour. Charles. Charles, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? Big Handsome, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What's up, brother? What up, broski here? Let me just make sure this camera's rolling. Hey, do you want it like this sideways or do you want it uh, the other way? Really, it honestly doesn't matter. All right, cool. Is that a dare in your living room? Yes, sir. Well, how's <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Dude, you get lonely. You got dares in your living room. What? Dude, I got I have my producers on the phone. I got Brendan and Slugs. Brendan and Slugs, say what's up to Charles. Hi, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Charles? Hey, what's up, guys? We've been going hard with the research. We just want to make sure we come through with that hashtag UFC value. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yo, so what was the fighter diet looking like today for you? Well, I haven't eaten yet. I just woke up actually because I slept in like till about eleven. So I just took a shower, just chilling now, probably gonna Pretty much this morning, I'm just going to eat, like, two eggs, a little tiny piece of toast, and, like, you know, some fruit or something. So, pretty – pretty. it's starting to trim down now because it's fight week. So, it's, like, uh, five days until the weigh-in. So, basically, like, I'm cutting out carbs at this point. Like, today's the last day I can probably have any type of carbs. 
So it's going to start. All, all carbs? Because you said that when we were on the phone the other night, and then I saw you house, like, tons of corn, bro. That is carbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Well, I cut down on it. So, like, but the thing is, someday, when I train two times in a day, I have to eat carbs because your body, like, needs something. It needs fuel. Like, otherwise, you'll, your performance will just suck. So, like, you know, every day, it's, it's kind of depends what I do. Like, but today, I do nothing. So like, I don't, today's the one day that all I do is stretch and I don't do much like of a workout. So just kind of today's like the day that I probably can eat the least amount of carbs, but like tomorrow I'll get back to working out. So I'll be able to eat something in the morning. We'll but like that. even one day without carbs, man, I don't know if you've done it before, but it sucks. Bro, I went keto. Do you, have you ever gone fully keto? What's, what is fully keto? Like that's just like keto is like all you eat is like fat and cheese and like hamburg. Oh, you can't have cheese. Yeah, but I can't have cheese. Like if I could have cheese, I'd be good. So what are you eating in the next couple of days? Uh, like I'll give you an example. Today I'm gonna eat two eggs. I'll eat the fruit, the spinach for breakfast. So I'll eat that, and then. Yeah, but it's not any spinach. It's that bougie whole food spinach, boy. Oh, you already know. <laughs> the best. I'm putting the best fuel in my body. I can't be putting that. You know. Some all this stuff in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you go to, like, farmer's markets to get ingredients and stuff? Yeah, I do. There's a couple of places. There's, like, a Bender's food market down here. There's just, like, farm. Like, you can literally go to the farm and pick it yourself, you know? So I don't do that much, but, like, I just go to the market where they pick it for me, and then I buy it. What, what's, the, what's the popular fish where you're at? Because I, I, like, I see you chef up a lot of the scallops and lobster tail. Yeah, I like the, the here locally the best is snapper. So like red snapper and stuff, they got they're really good. It's just I just like it. It's good consistency fish. Like back up north, it's like you know haddock and cod and stuff like that. But down here, I like the snapper or the swordfish. They catch like swordfish right off the boat. So swordfish is actually my my go to. It's like number one. It's like eating a steak, you know, but it's better for you. So that's been my go to is swordfish and scallops. Just camp. Hey, can you give a before we move on a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name's Charles Rosa, UFC featherweight fighter. Um, also, culinary chef graduate, so that's my other hobby. Um, I'm Jay May Wu, 9th. Jay Wu. You already know. Uh, and I'm fighting May 9th in Jacksonville in the first um, first major sporting event to come back since the pandemic. So I'm going to be one of the first fights in that card. So um, it's going to be good. It'll be live on ESPN, so you guys can tune in for that. So that's what I am and what I got coming up. And you're freshly lined up. You just got the quarantine cut, bro. Yeah, dude, hundred bucks, dude. What? <laughs> are you serious, bro? You are blowing all that performance of the night money, dog. Dude, I don't have any other choice. It's either it's either you should have seen me three days ago. So it's like it's what it is, you know. One hundred beans? Where'd you go? He came to me. The, the, the scissors were gold. Yes, silver maybe, but something like that. But no, nah, he brought the whole studio in. Like my little brother was like, "Wait, how much did you pay?" And I'm like, "Dude, shut up! I need it." It's like either that or I go on TV without a haircut. Like, what do you? What would you do? You know, small investment. True. Um. So, <laughs> so question back to the diet. Like, so do you feel a difference in your performance based on the meat you eat? Because some people will say, like, if I'm eating, like, grass-fed beef, I can feel a, a significant performance as, as opposed to when I don't eat grass-fed beef. Do you ever feel that way? Um, I, I do, actually. Like, it's weird. I don't, like, not, like, right away, but I do notice that when I go to get – I wouldn't say, like, the grass-fed or the other kind. I just notice that when I buy, like, a better quality, like, if I go to, like, you know, Whole Foods or something rather than, like, just go to, like, the regular – like, if just say – I mean, I would never usually buy it from Walmart or something, but – 
I definitely notice a difference. Like, I don't really exactly know what it is. I don't know if it's, like, nitrates they put in it or what they do to it. But, like, I definitely notice a difference when I buy, like, a more expensive one. So, usually the more expensive ones are, like, organic grass-fed. So, I would say, yeah. Do you think it's a placebo, though? I'm I'm wondering myself. I think so. I think placebo is a real thing for sure. Like, even when I take my vitamins every day, I'm like, oh. And when I forget to, I'm like, oh, I think I'm getting sick, you know? So, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know vitamins work, but I take them, you know, so <laughs> maybe. Well dude, well, dude, for instance, like I haven't eaten flour in like a year and then I ha- I made. Oh, that's real. That's real. You think so? The grain brain? Well, I think, I thought you were going to say like, if you, well, what happened when you ate the flour? You felt like shit. Yeah, that's real. Well, that's like gluten, I think, and stuff. Like, I think that's real for sure. Because when I, for example, like two weeks ago, I think it was two or three weeks ago, they told me my fight was canceled. And I'm like, you sure? They're like, it's postponed, but it's not going to be till at least June. So I was in full fight camp. I was supposed to fight May 2nd. And then for two days, they tell me I'm not fighting. So I'm like, well, I'm going to eat, dude. I went and I balled out. I went and got like pizza. I got pasta. I got chicken parmesan. I just like got a cheesesteak. Like I literally got everything I wanted. I've been, I've been cutting out and craving for the last, you know, a couple months. So it was like a two-day period. And like those two days, besides gaining like 12 pounds in two days, my face was like, you know, I just felt it. Like, I'm like, man, I feel horrible, man. Like, really bad. And so I know, like, it, it's definitely something. Maybe it's the sugar. Maybe it's the gluten. I don't know what it is. But I definitely uh, didn't feel too good after after that. But then, you know, I got right back on track. They just postponed my fight a week. So um, it didn't take long to get back in, like back to where I was before. But it definitely was pretty crazy. Well, I know I had asked you, like, three weeks ago. I was like, is it the fight on? You're like, yeah, bro, it's for sure on. When you had heard uh, that you didn't believe me, did you? <laughs> well, well, no. I mean, then it got postponed just for a week. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. When what was your reaction when they postponed it? Were you like, "Yo, this is like ridiculous"? The UFC ever coming back? I was upset. I was definitely a little bit upset. It was annoying, but like I said, I was like, "Well, at least I get to eat some food." So, like, that was the only reward from it. Like, as crazy as it sounds, but when you're dieting for two months, and you haven't had a piece of pizza, you haven't had cheese. I was like. I'm I'm pissed. You know what I mean? Like this sucks. I've been I really want it, but like, I mean, what am I gonna do? I like I mean I can't be so negative and like be down on myself and freak out in the UFC. Obviously, it's not it's out of their hands. Like they're trying to grow the show, and there's people that are higher up or whatever around them that aren't allowing it. So that's uh, you know, I I can't get mad at anybody, but I'm like, well, at least I can reward myself a little bit because you know I've been putting in the work, get a little bit of food in me, feel a little, and then when you get food in you, you feel much better. I mean, so. But yeah, I was I, I was I was upset just because amount of incredible amount of work I put in already for this camp. I've been in camp since my last fight, basically. Like, I thought I was going to get a quick turnaround in October after I won that big fight in October. I was like telling them, "Hey, I'm ready to go, like whenever." And then what's the normal tur- like the shortest turnaround they'll usually give? Like three months. Yeah, it would be like two or three months. You know, there's guys that have done it. I think the record's like you know nine days or something. Like Donald Cerrone's done it like in a week later. So. I'm actually thinking this, like, after I beat this kid up, maybe I'll just stay in Jacksonville because they're throwing shows in Jacksonville for the next week. They got three or four shows. My big bro, uh, Walt the Big Ticket Harris, is headlining the May 16th card against uh, Overeem. So that's going to be the main event. So, like, I don't mean, I'm just thinking in my head, like, maybe if I'm up there and maybe someone doesn't make it there or something happens, like, there'll be an extra spot. So, I mean, I'd be ready to fill in always, you know. You know why that they're able to throw it in Florida, right? Because, uh, well, Brendan, can you elaborate on why you were telling me about, like, how Trump passed this bill? Yeah, we talked to him on the phone. We talked to him. 
Florida, like essential workers, um, entertainment workers are considered essential. So that's the reason why it's in Jacksonville. They, they can afford to have those workers there. And it, it goes back to the WWE event in uh, with Vince McMahon, kind of like talking to their governor and getting that passed. Oh, did they throw WrestleMania in the same place you're having your fight? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. In Florida. Well, well, dude, can you – how's your family going to watch the fight? They're going to do, like, a big watch party? And how's my guy Chucky doing okay? Yeah, they're good. They're, they're actually getting an Airbnb in Jacksonville, so they're going to be down here. So uh, sweet. they obviously can't go to the fight because there's no audience in attendance. But, you know, my dad's going to help cook me my post-weigh-in meal. I got my little brother Lucas down here. He's actually right there. Say what's up to him. What up, bro? Yeah, he's down here. So we got we got the family coming. It's the same routine. They just gonna have to watch it at the uh, Airbnb they got set up. And um, you know, I got I got my coaches with me. So it is what it is. We're just gonna have to kind of play it by ear. Every everything that we when we go down there, just you know, they have certain rules and regulations, but. Um, you know, in Jacksonville, I guess it's like one of the most open cities in the U.S. right now. Like the beaches are open. Not sure if restaurants are completely open yet, but it's pretty, pretty back to normal there. Is Cut 432 open right now? They just opened for takeout. So they were closed. They closed completely and they opened for takeout. So they're expecting to open again for, um, you know, the restaurant is supposed to expect to open. I, I don't know, whenever they can. I think whenever they allow it, they haven't allowed it yet. Dude, they got to put... They got to put Charles Rose on the menu as a as an item. Yeah, like the bomb steak or something. Uh, I was gonna say, the, the Boston strong steak. Yeah, dude, that would be fire. That's a good idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them know that. Let's see what they say. What what cut of the steak would it be? Like what part of the cow? Shoot, I mean, I love like, I don't know, man. They're all so good. Like it depends what mood you're in. You know? <laughs> well, you say that right now, bro, because you've been starving. Dude, yeah, dude, I would eat the whole fucking thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. That Boston strong like, honestly, try to. You know what my favorite is, 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 is honestly, is uh, Beef Wellington. I've been watching, like, a ton of Gordon Ramsay stuff and stuff like that, but you know what Beef Wellington is? Honestly, no. Again, this is the guy who, who balls out at Market Basket, bro. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Beef Wellington is, like, basically a – it's a filet mignon, basically, and it's wrapped in, like, a puff pastry with, like, a duck cell, which is, like, a mushroom type of uh, butter sauce that's, like, underneath the pie crust. So it's basically, like – filet mignon uh duck cell which is the mushroom and then the pie crust basically and it's like a crispy pie crust and so you cut into that it's fire it's like probably my favorite food hey, brendan slugs you guys can't see charles but this dude's mouth watering <laughs> 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 you know uh yo so over the next four or five days what are you going to dial your calories back into like are you are you tracking yeah i write down everything i got notebooks from my last four UFC fights, exactly what I eat all day, how much I weigh throughout the day, how much water I drink. So today I got to drink two gallons of water, which, you know, is hard. That's 15, 16 pounds of water I got to drink. So my weight will go up, but when I wake up in the morning, I'll lose it all. Um, it kind of like something called hyperhydration where you just drink a ton of water and like flushes out all the fat and all the stuff out of you and you just helps you lose a ton of weight even though you're like putting it on, it's just water weight. It, when you sweat, you sweat it all out and it, it works. You know? And calories wise, like what are you dialed in at? Like 2000? Uh, I don't even, I would say, yeah, I, I would say 2000. 
Yeah, it's about 2,000. It's, it's, it, I actually eat a lot, though. The thing is, is I eat a lot, but it's, like, every hour or two. So every hour or two, my metabolism's constantly going. So, like, I'm in, like, the best shape of my life right now. So my fucking metabolism's, like, through the roof right now. So I'll eat, like, every hour or two. I'll have to eat an egg or I'll have to eat, like, a piece of fruit. I'll have to eat, you know, a small salad. Like, if I'm, like, starving and I can't get through it, I'll just make a salad. Just feel like I'm eating something or I'll eat some pistachios. And then in the next two days or yeah, next two or three days, a couple of days before the weigh-ins when I finally cut out salt. So like right now I can fill up salt. I can have salted pistachios. I can put salt on my fish. I can use whatever. But two days before the fight, I have to cut out sodium completely because that allows you to flush all the water out of your system. So um, that's what I'll do. And that's the worst. When you cut out the salt and the carbs and like the sugars and the last two days get sucked. So like right now it sucks, but it's not the worst because I'm still eating and still get some salt in me. I'm still drinking water. So um, everything's still pretty normal now. Now I, I watched Notorious. It was like a, the documentary, one of the documentaries I've been watching in quarantine. And so the weigh-ins, the way it works is you guys do the big prize weigh-in on the stage, but you would do the official weigh-in before you go on stage, right? Yeah. It used to not be like that. It used to be the official, like my first three UFC fights were the official weigh-in. The only weigh-in you did was in front of everybody. And it was like, you're, you know, dying, like basically stepping on the scale, like just trying to get your water in. But now I think to make it a little more entertaining, they have you weigh in in the morning. So you already make weight, you can rehydrate, eat, and then they have the official weigh in. So even when you step in the scale, they'll say, oh, 145 pounds, but you're really like 160, you know, at that point. So. Okay. So what, what, again, I'm not the huge technical guy but what is the your strategy been for like is the camping any different than what you did with manny and before that um i'd say the big difference of this camp um you know obviously with the pandemic i haven't had as many training partners i've been training just as much um but the one difference now is like with the manny fight <clears throat> since it was my first fight back since my neck injury i was very safe like i didn't do any sparring i didn't do much like i didn't do what I would normally do for a fight camp. It was all about staying healthy. Like the whole camp was just, Hey, I'm going to just do what I got to do to make sure I don't get hurt. Like, you know, I just want to make this fight happen. Like I, I don't want to take, it was a very low risk involved. So all my training was low risk. It wasn't with bigger, stronger guys. It wasn't with better guys. Like most guys I was going with, I was better than like, it wasn't, you know, if I was sparring like hard kickboxing, it wasn't with guys that like, you know, if you go with like, there's a big difference going with a guy that fights two weight classes above you or a guy that, fights a weight class below you like it's gonna the guy a weight class below you probably couldn't knock you out if you tried but a guy two weight classes above you could probably land some pretty hard shots so I was just concentrating on just staying healthy going with like smaller guys guys that I trusted like not taking too many shots like just getting through the camp healthy this and you know but that also is low risk low reward so it's like but the more risk you take you know then the more reward you could get in the camp so it's you got to kind of calculate it yourself but this camp, I've been able to do exactly what I wanted to do. I got all my sparring sessions in. I was able to train like pretty much two times a day every day, hard training, like back to the back to the grind that I feel confident going into a fight the way I want to feel. So I'd and say it feels okay. Is the output? I feel great, man. Best I ever felt. Like feel normal, which is which is how I want to feel going into this. So, um, you know, there's no doubt that I'm gonna I'm gonna shine. I can't wait. Did you call out Bryce Mitchell for your last fight? Uh, I did Someone you wanted to fight? Yeah, I want to. I want to fight him. I, I actually, I always saw him. And I'm like, man, that'd be such a good fight. This kid's like, he's such a, he's such a character. You know, like he's a character. 
every guy in the division. There's no easy fights in the UFC. So I could be fighting some guy that's just as tough as Bryce Mitchell right now, and nobody really, not many people as much would know about the fight because, you know, if you're fighting, you know, a guy that maybe just come into the UFC or doesn't have much of a name, but he's just as good as him. Bryce Mitchell is, you know, undefeated. He's 3-0 you know, coming off submission of the year, which is huge. Like, he got the best submission of the entire year in 2019. He won. How do they know, grade that, though? Oh, the Twister? I mean, how do they grade it's the best submission of the year, just the most they have, they, have, they have fan voting, so they vote on it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he pulled off a Twister, which is like – it's like, I don't know, you almost have to, like – let someone do that to you. It's like doing the Boston Crab or something. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's hard to do, man. You know, I don't know. It's like the I mean, pedigree. It's like Chris Jericho pedigree. Yeah, it's like I'm not taking it away from the kid. I mean, he pulled it off, so I can't be like, oh, it was, it was lucky. It wasn't lucky. I mean, obviously, he practiced the move before. I knew how to do it. I knew how to execute it. Like, 90% of fighters don't even know how to do a twister, you know? So, um, I don't want to take it away from him. But it's, it's, uh, it's what it is. I mean, he pulled it off, so. Definitely got some good hype from that. Uh, if you watch his interviews, he's he's a character. He's from Arkansas, so he's like, it's like finding like bug nasty. Yeah, dude. He's he's lives he lives in an RV. Like he's out there, dude. You know, <laughs> he's, he's a different 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 character. You know, and well, I yeah. thought it was branding genius by the UFC, dude, because they have you like hardened Boston strong yeah, from up north, and they have you fighting the country kid. I love it. It's like city kid versus Boston, you know? And it, I mean, it's a it's city boy versus country boy. Like, we're going to find out who's tougher. The, you're going to see a kid from Arkansas or a kid from Boston. And that's like the love of this. That's what fighting for me is all about. I always would wonder, like, you know, when, when my cousins would come down from like Florida, I'm like, man, I wonder who's tougher. Like, Florida kids or Boston kids? And I'm like, oh, definitely Boston kids. And then, like, like, well, this California surfer kid came down. Like, you think this kid's California surfers are tough? Like, and then we saw him fight one day and this kid was tough as fuck i'm like man he must have been fighting he's like yeah we used to get in a lot of fights like when people cut in front of you when they're riding waves bro like someone cuts <laughs> in front of you, you gotta fight him bro and i'm like really and then so like they where is this bro this is like your summer home growing up yeah yeah seabrook new hampshire yeah hampton beach you know you've been up there right yeah absolutely and, and wait would you guys just fight in the backyard they fight in the beach yeah because that was the coast yeah so we used to get fights in there, and it was the California, yeah, California kid came. Like, oh, he had, like, blonde hair. Like, there's no way this kid's tough. Like, but, man, the kid was nails. And then, you know, there's all different types of people come, you know, and, like, you always wonder which part of the I, – I always did. Maybe not everybody. That's just how I thought. I was like, man, I wonder where is it. But then I was like, who would win, like, a country? And then that's how we're, we're kind of making this fight. Like, this is this is Boston versus Arkansas. Like, who's who's tougher, a country boy or a city boy? We're going to find out. So, it's, you guys can tune in on May 9th and – you're going to see I'm going to represent hard for Boston. Yeah. So has your training changed at all? Like I, I don't, again, I'm not a huge strategy guy, but I know he's the submission master. Like anything, was there anyone you trained with specifically at ATT? Um, there's a couple guys I train with. Uh, there's, you know, I trained with this one kid. He won the world in jiu-jitsu, Sal Guerrero. He's, he's a really good jiu-jitsu guy, but he's also an MMA fighter. So like, you know, I got to train with MMA fighters because if you just train with jiu-jitsu guys, like, they don't punch, you know, they only go for submissions and stuff. So they're a little bit better usually technically, but, like, you have to have the understanding of MMA because, like, there's certain positions in jiu-jitsu you go for, but you're wide open to get smashed or elbowed in the face, so, like, you can't do those ones. So that's why it's, like, it's complex. So you always want, like, a guy that also is a fighter and a jiu-jitsu guy, but this is the best guy I could find, and we've been training hard, and, man, my my submission defense is on point, like, 
I would say there's fucking almost no chance this kid submits me. Like, I, I am so fucking sharp. That's, I'd say, my best attribute is submission defense out of everything. So uh, that would really surprise me. But, yeah, I mean, it's the same with the thing with Manny. Like, everyone said Manny was the best jiu-jitsu guy, in, you know, coming in the division. He had 12 submission wins. The kid was a monster. And he is a monster. He's still a monster, you know. Like, he, he fought a couple times since our fight. He won. He won by submission. And uh, it's not take you know, not take anything. It, it's it's more that, I mean, he's – I think Manny's better than this kid at jiu-jitsu. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Manny would beat him in the jiu-jitsu match. And, but they're giving him a lot of praise because he has the submission of the year. But you got to look at who he beat, you know. He didn't beat top ten guys. He didn't beat reputable guys. He beat – you know, entry-level guys coming in the UFC. So there's levels to this, and he's going to find out on May 9th. How have you, like, personally gotten pissed in the camp thinking about the fight when you're fighting such a dude who's, like, so eccentric and out there? It's, like, hard to get about, pissed at a guy like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I always I, I always find a reason. Like, this guy's not my friend, and, uh, you know, he tries to be friendly. He'll, like, be like, oh, I'm excited to fight you. And, like, <laughs> what do you, Oh, he hit yeah. you in the DM and said that? Well, yeah, just stuff like that. Like, and I'm like, dude, fucking, I'm gonna fuck you up so bad. Like, that's not, we're not friends, dude. Like, if you want my respect, you gotta earn it. And he hasn't earned my respect yet, so he has an opportunity to do that May 9th. But he's gonna have to wait until then. So, like, every fighter's different, you know. Like, so I mean, I, I'm the type of guy. Like, I'm going in there to fight you. Like, I don't want to be a friend. We're not, you know, touching gloves, and we're gonna be like, all right, we're cool, right? Like, we're gonna fight. Like, nah, dude, I'm going. I'm gonna try to rip your head off. And if you earn my respect during that fight after, you know, uh, I mean, I'll give you your respect. I'll give you your props. But until then, you're my enemy. And this is war. Black black flags are raised. And we're going at it, you know. Now, have you put some thought into, like, fighting in an empty arena? It's going to be so weird, dude. Yeah. Hey, it's like the same. Man, I fought 20 amateur fights. And half of them were in gymnasiums with, like, 20 people in it. High school gymnasiums, <laughs> you know, with just a ring in there or whatever. And then I fought in parking lots with nobody there. And friggin', you know. Been on the beach in front of Surfer Ollie after he he ripped the curl, man. Exactly, exactly. So I've been in fights, and then I've been in situations where I'm in Mexico City and there's 30,000 people cheering against me. And then I've been in Boston where there's 20-something thousand people cheering for me. So it doesn't make a difference, you know, where it is. I'm I'm, I'm always – it doesn't make a difference the circumstances. It's the same mission as one guy standing in front of you. And uh, you gotta beat him, you know. <laughs> Say that, but it is gonna be really weird walking into like an empty stadium when well, you just came off a packed stadium. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's gonna be a little different, but he's in the same. The thing is, too, is he's in the same boat. It's not like he he's going in there too. So it's like that's what always. Anytime there's things like that, when people are like, oh, like this, like it's it's an even playing field usually always you know i mean it definitely yeah helps. there's no advantage involved yeah i mean sometimes if it's a hometown like when if i was like if i got to fight this kid in boston i feel like it would be pretty sweet like to have like you know everyone for me because he's like from the middle of the country but i was supposed to fight this kid in oklahoma so i was basically supposed to fight him in his backyard so i would have been kind of probably coming in like and i wouldn't have been the fan favorite i'm guessing in, in his backyard so um, I'm happy that they moved to Florida because now it's just even playing field. There's no advantage for either one of us. Like, it's I don't have any fans there. He doesn't. Um, just Dude, there are going to be so many people watching on TV. It's going to be insane. yeah. That, that's what they're saying. They're saying it's big. I've had so many people message me. Like, I've always had a couple people message me like, "Hey, I'm going to bet on your fight." And like, but I've literally had like a 
probably a hundred messages being like, dude, I'm putting money on you. I'm like, all right, well, it's easy money for you to do it. Fucking we'll do them. You know? Dude, dead ass. And the gamblers are going to come out like crazy because it's the oh, first yeah. thing they can gamble on besides like the stock market in the past yeah. six, seven exactly. weeks. This is, this is, this is a big thing. So I'm, I'm excited about that. It's pretty cool. I, I saw it and, uh, it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun night it's going to be a big like it's going to be a historical night honestly like i think it's going to be you know hopefully the breakthrough through this damn pandemic thing hopefully we can get the other side of it or at least start to hey uh being slugs you guys got questions for charles yeah sure so um there's a couple other fights with guys from you know from massachusetts you got in your division stevens versus uh cater and then also de castro's from fall rhythm Paul River going against Hardy. Can you just uh, give us a preview of that? Or are you boys with any of those guys? Um, I'm just curious what's, what are your thoughts on those fights? Yeah, dude, Jorgen's from uh, Paul River, I think. Yeah, I, I actually never met Jorgen. I don't think I've ever really met him or talked to him. Um, I, I do know Greg Hardy, however. I cornered Greg Hardy in his first two contender fights in the UFC. So I was in Vegas with him. I flew to Vegas with him and cornered Greg Hardy, you know, uh, he tra- I mean, I train with him. He's, I mean, he's a nice kid as much as people don't like his background and his stuff. He's always been very respectful towards me. You know, he said, you know, he's, he's, he seems like he's a very, he's, he's a nice guy. He really, you know, I mean, it sounds like wh- whatever, like his history is with all the stuff, but he's, he's a solid kid. He works hard and he's always willing to learn and he's humble. So um, I've always, I've never had an issue with him. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know the other dude, the Jorgen. I guess he's, I, I did know he's from Fall River, though, so I look forward to meeting him. He seems, he seems like a tough guy, and that's going to be a sick fight because those are two big boys. Big dude, those are some, dude, they're monsters, dude. They're freaks. And, and I know that the Jorgen dude got hands, too, and Hardy's, uh, Hardy's nails, too, and they're both big boys. So I'm excited to see them. That'll be like thunder in the cage. I'm surprised you're doing. Like, I feel yeah. like the MMA community is so small in our state that, like, all the yeah. pros know each other. Yeah, it's just maybe that. Do you time, know his gym? Think. Uh, no. What gym is he trying at? Uh, I call. I called him like a couple days ago. Uh, well, I didn't know Manny. I never met Manny before, and he's like a Boston. You know, he's. But you had I, no. I you had him. known of him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew. I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him, and I heard. I've heard of Jordan before, before, sure. But, but Calvin for sure. Yeah, I've, I've never trained with Calvin, but I've seen him in the gyms before, like passing, and I've uh, been friendly with him. I've seen him, you know, at events. Seen him in the Boston events. He, you know, he, I mean, I, I mean, he's a cool cat. He's a, he's a cool kid. He's tough. I've watched his fights. Um, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna, the thing is with Stevens, it's like a really tough fight because Stevens has is so dangerous. Like he has such power and explosive power. And then Calvin's like has that too, but he's probably a little more technical, but like if they get in that 50, 50 exchange, it's like a 50, 50 fight. Now if Calvin fights the fight smart, picks him apart, uses his jab, does what he's supposed to do. Then Calvin wins, you know, nine out of 10 times. But if he gets into that 50-50 stand in front of you and throw ones and twos and hooks, then, dude, that's anybody's fight. So yeah, as long as he fights smart and he can keep uh, keep his cool and keep his composure, I definitely got cater in that fight. Slugs, you got a question for Charles? Yeah, I do. Um, so even though there aren't any crowds, are you feeling more pressure because so many people are going to be tuning in and betting on this fight? Um. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, every fight, I mean, every fight, there's so much pressure. Like, you know, I, every time I go fight in Bo- I think the most is when I go fight in Boston, like having knowing that like every, all my school kid, uh, school teachers, as I was a kid, are going to be there. All my friends, my family, like everybody I ever knew, like so many people, like 
you know, are going to be there and they're literally going to be in, in attendance. So it's just like kind of like, uh, there's a lot of pressure and it's on ESPN. My last fight against Manny was a feature boat on ESPN. So every fight is, there's a lot of pressure. My other one, when I fought in Mexico city against Yair Rodriguez was my first pay-per-view event. Like it was a big, it was a big event. So every fight, there's tons of pressure and I know the world's watching. So, um, you know, that doesn't change. I, I mean, I'm used to that by now. Um, at this, it's almost kind of like, there's a little bit less pressure. Cause like, you know, you don't have your, your family in the, in the audience, you don't have all that stuff. I mean, everyone's watching on TV, but you know, I mean, everyone's always watching on TV and you know, your fight footage is going to be out there for your whole career. So it's not going anywhere, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited that the whole world's going to be watching and there's, there's all the eyes are going to be on me and it's going to be my time to shine. I'm going to get to show the world who I am and it's another great opportunity. Dude, I'm stoked, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, real quick. What is the protocol like? Have they said what the protocol is going to the stadium and stuff? Like you got to show up in a hazmat suit? Dude, we don't, I don't know, man. They don't tell, they tell us a little bit, but they don't tell us much. Like they say, oh, we're going to have, they said we're going to have strict testing. We're going to do this. But like, that doesn't mean that we're getting actually tested. It just means that they're going to like, you know what I mean? They don't even post, we don't know. Like they're just like, yeah, just get, you basically can't bring anybody with you in the hotel. You can only bring your three cornermen to the hotel. So I got that set. Um, nobody's allowed in attendance and they haven't told us anything else. So that's the only information I have is that only my three cornermen are allowed in my hotel and they're going to be strict on that. And then only my three cornermen are allowed in the venue. And that's it. Like as far as food, like how we're going to do everything, um, we don't really know. But Dude, you probably <laughs> aren't allowed to say this, but there's no way that they have these thousand people show up who are participating in the fights and they test everybody and then one person gets it and they shut down the whole event like they would never yeah yeah well they don't want to do that so they probably won't do that you know (laughs) actually and uh and are you able to come out to the song you want to come out to did you what did you do last time dropkick murphy's yeah i think i'm gonna come out to that again because hey dude want to hear something crazy slugs landed it landed it podcast episode with ken casey at the dropkick murphy's next week oh no way oh yeah yeah Yeah, send it over we'll try to tune in focus on your fight first dude (laughs) i'm gonna fuck this kid up dude you already know watch i'm stoked so wait are you you're gonna come out to drop kicks again yeah i'm kind of shipping out to boston it's like you know it'll be i need a little bit of noise in the in the crowd you know so it's kind of kind of give it that I don't know what it's going to be. Like, the weird thing is, is coming out to the music in an empty arena. It's going to be like a full arena. Like, usually the crowd, you can hear them like, whoa, you can feel the energy. But, like, when just your music comes on, it's like, all right, well, just walk. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, I guess. I've never been – because I've walked out the walkout songs, but there's always, like, it's a small arena. It's a gymnasium. It's like a little venue. There's people in it. But I never walked out to, like, a stadium that sees 20,000 people, and then, like, there's no audience, you know. It's just echoing through, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be cool, man. I think I, – I mean, I like that song. It gets me pumped up. It's like war music, you know? It's so, your brand, baby. Boss is yeah. strong. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, one last question. Are, so is that private island thing, that's, that's for real? Like, is that an actual thing? I mean, I, besides me not seeing it, it's like I haven't seen it yet. But, yeah, I talked to – we talked to Dana White last week, about a week ago on the phone. Had a conference call with him. He said he just got off the phone with Donald Trump. And he's, you know, gave us all the information and he said, (laughs) it's pretty cool. Yeah. But he goes, fight Island is real. He's like, it's a real thing. We're going to do it. 
We're going to be throwing fights there for the international fighters. Like, so, cause that's their whole reason they're doing this. So they can, cause if you like, look, all the fighters on these cards are fighters that are in the United States currently, whether they're foreign fighters, they're in camp here already. So like, they're not flying in anybody from other countries to fight all these fights are people that are in the United States. So it's a huge advantage being an American fighter right now, being in the States, or at least having your training camp here. So they can't fly anybody in from outside the U.S., you know? So that's why they want to do Fighter Island, because then they can fly them into the island without any issues. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, it is going to be sweet. We'll see. They said this on the construction now, so we're going to both find out. Hey, uh, listen, we have a new segment on the show. It's called Sales Mode. So we're going to give you 45 seconds to either pitch yourself or pitch what you're trying to sell. Cause everyone who comes on the show, they got some sort of agenda in your case. It's probably your fight coming up next Saturday. I'll give you 10 seconds to break. And then you got no, the fights on Saturday, right? Yeah. Fight Saturday B. All good, dude. Um, so, so you have your fight Saturday. I'll give yep. you 10 seconds. Then you got to go full sales mode and rip it. And we're going to send you a clip, dude. Easy work. Three, two, one. Sales mode. All right, guys, everybody tune in. May 9th, UFC Jacksonville. It's going to be the first event ever to come back. First live major sporting event to come back since the pandemic. So you definitely don't want to miss this one. It's going to be the first live major sporting event that you're going to be able to bet on. So definitely get your bets in. And this is one you don't want to miss. It's going to be millions of people viewing worldwide. So definitely tune in May 9th. Watch me knock out Bryce Mitchell. How are you going to knock him out, man? My hands. Or my knee. I don't know. I haven't decided. Dude, dude right. can, you, uh, can you maybe uh, wash those sweatpants, bro? <laughs> you got a little grass in there, dog? These are some nice sweatpants, bro. Nike, bro. And I get the Mickey look. I'm rocking the Mickey Ward. Let's go. It's Boston strong. He actually sent me a message yesterday. I was fucking pumped, dude. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to watch your fight. I was like, dude, that's so cool. I just watched your movie the other night. Dude, I'm stoked. It's going to be sweet. Um, before, we, before you leave, you gotta, this is how we start and end the episode. You totally blew this last time. It was hilarious. You got to say, hi, your name, and uh, this dude. is my platinum hour. Direct- I was cutting, bro, you know how much weight I was cutting when I did? I, I was one, I was like, yeah, I was like probably 20 hours from weigh-ins. Dude, I remember your face was hollowed out. Yeah, you remember that? It sucked. I'm getting there, though, dude. I'm like five days from that. Hey, I'm pumped for you, bro. This is how you start, though. Hi, this is my platinum hour. Hi, I'm blank, and this is my platinum hour. Directly after, no break. Hi, your name, and that was my platinum hour. So it's this is, and then it's that was. All right. <laughs> Ready? And, and everyone support Hi. Chucky's fight. Hi, this is Charles Rosa. This is my platinum hour. Hi, hey. I am Charles Rosa. That was my platinum hour. Not perfect, but we'll go with it, dude. That was on point, bro. One hey, hit. Hey, man. One I'm, hit Twitter. St- I'm stoked for the fight, bro. Good luck. It's going to be sweet. I appreciate you, man. And, uh, hey, we just got new sweatshirts, and I'm gonna, I'll get you an address after this, and I'll ship you one out to Florida. All right, for sure. Actually, yeah, I might be up in Boston, too, after the fight, hopefully. I don't know, actually. Yeah, but I'm going to be up there soon once this thing. Hey, when do you think this thing's going to slow down? Like, what's, your, what's the word in Boston? Well, I was going to say, dude, if, if you get that 75K prize money, you can't go to the Encore Casino again and ball out. For like what? It's closed? Dude, yeah, dude. Even I was going, dude. I was going to ball out after. Dead ass. When's it open? They How much did you open? blow that night? Oh, dude, I, I can't even say that. My mom, if my mom listens, then 
can't do it. <laughs> yeah, bro. I remember you were forcing it. It was a <laughs> good stuff. I think this will end in. Ma- I think Massachusetts will probably be one of the last states to open up, just because we're mad conservative. Florida is probably a free for all right now. Yeah, I mean, well, the casinos aren't open here either. So, I mean, we have the Hard Rock Casino, and it's not open. So, but it was open like late, like the casino. Why well, the whole pandemic was going on? The casino was still open. It was like the last thing to shut down. It was like the most dangerous place. There's chips in. It's crazy how it works, but. I knew it was like real serious when the casino shut down. Like when the casino shut down, that's what involves all the money. Well, dude, like, remember spring break? That was like the last thing they shut down. And like all the kids were getting loose on the beach. Yeah, there's some kids that had some stupid how, – how stupid must that one kid feel? He's like, you see that one kid? That- <laughs> yeah. He's like, if, I, if I get corona, I get corona. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. <laughs> oh, poor guy. His life's fucked. But, yeah, so it's all, right. all good. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. And I'll, uh, I'll hit you right now just to get your address. All right, cool, man. Uh, tune in May 9th. Watch me. All right.